0: So, I'm going to get right to the message. Have a wonderful day. Verse number one. Luke chapter five, verse number one. I'm going to preach from my series Relentless, but I'm going to preach a message entitled The Catch. Mike Burks thought he was the catch in Courtney's singing. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. We're going we're to talk about the catch. Amen. Anybody like to catch fish? Yeah? Billy does. Amen. We like to catch things that we want. Amen. We're going to talk about the catch this morning. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God has called you to catch. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter five, verse number one. Give me just a few minutes of your time this morning. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Genesaret and saw two boats. If if you're reading in your Bible where you open it up and you can write in it, just underline two boats, if not, just highlight this scripture and come back to it. Two boats, look at your neighbor and say two boats. He saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. The King James Version says mending, and I'm going to come back to that word mending, was washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. Then he had stopped speaking. He said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. (laughs) Holy Ghost, let me preach this like you put it into my spirit this morning. Father, began to move all over this building. I declare that those that walked away from you, this lost, confused. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, did a wishy-washy. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, those uh, that hadn't completely got into the deep. Uh, I pray this morning you step into their boats. Uh, Heavenly Father, get into their boat today. Uh, Heavenly Father, begin to move them. Lord, move them to an old-fashioned altar. I, I agree with your word this morning. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, that our assignment from heaven uh, is to catch. Uh, and I believe when they walk out of this place to day they will no longer just be somebody that says i go to church but lord there'll be a fisherman of men and they'll begin to move and glorify on your word i decree I decree and declare this morning heavenly father lord that those that are lost and undone lord they make themselves an old-fashioned altar in this place this morning and give their lives to you in Jesus name everybody said amen you may be seated I got a three-part sermon this morning, and as I begin to study this and seek this and and go over this, I believe that one of our, our greatest downfalls today in church is that when we get to a certain place with God, our prayers are usually, Lord, just use me, just use me. I get a lot of people sometimes, I'm not uh, saying that, uh, let's say that it's a wrong thing, but I get a lot of people sometimes, you know, they, they, they either text me or call me and say, hey, pastor, if there's any place in that church I can be used, just call on me. I'm ready, I'm ready. Just call, I'm ready, I wanna do it. I wanna do whatever the church, and that is so thankful because there's a lot of places and areas in the church that needs a lot of help. But a lot of times what we do is we run straight to God and we holler, Lord, use me. Just use me, Lord. And the Bible said when Jesus come out, he's looking for somebody. Listen, he's looking for somebody to use. This is when he starts calling the 12 men in his life to follow after him. He doesn't have anybody yet. He's just freshly been called by God, and he's on the look. He's on the hunt. Come on, somebody. He's out walking. And so he didn't go into the church house to find them. Uh Uh-oh. Sometimes he goes into the bars. Sometimes he goes into the drug houses. Come on, somebody. Sometimes he scrolls through Facebook to find out who's mad today. <laughs> See, we would think, well, you know, if I was God, I would go down to the biggest church and I'd call the greatest And he goes out, he goes away from the temple, he goes away from the crowd, he goes into the working place of the land, he goes down to where the men are mad, they're angry, you you have to understand, he's fixing to approach a group of men who has not caught any fish all night. Now let me tell you something, if Billy goes down to Oklahoma and goes fishing and he comes back and ain't caught something, Valerie leaves. Because he's mad. When I go into the deer woods and I don't see a deer, I come home and it (laughs) leaves. Jesus is coming up on a group of men who have toiled all night long and have caught absolutely nothing. And he is on the hunt and he is on the look. He is hunting and he is looking to find somebody to use. And the Bible says when he comes up, the first thing that he sees is two boats. Look at your neighbor and say, two boats. He sees two boats. He looks at one boat, and one boat is still fishing, trying to catch. And another boat is mending the nets. They are preparing to close it up. The first point this morning is prepare. Look at your neighbor and say, prepare. We want God to use us without any preparation of our own selves. We just come into church, get saved, and say, oh, I'm ready, God, use me. And God says, hang on just a minute. I need to prepare you for the task. Lord, how are you going to prepare me? Let's see how you stand up when people reject you. Let's see how you stand up when people don't like your ideas. Let's see, Brother Roger, how you stand up when you preach real good and still nobody shows up. Let's let's prepare you in a place. Lord, use me like you do, Brother Brown. You know what? I'm not even going to start and talk and, and, and talk to you about everything I prepared myself up to this point. Because 26 years in a ministry, honey, let me tell you something. It ain't been a roller coaster fun ride. It's been a roller coaster hell of a ride. Come on, somebody. And there's been some things that's went on, but I can tell you now, as God begins to prepare me, I understand that everything that I've been through, it is for a greater cause, a greater place, because God is preparing me because there is a cause. When God begins to prepare you, there are people in your life, they don't understand what in the world's going on. See, you got to be one of those people when you show up to work, uh, praise God, there's been a layoff uh, and COVID-19, nobody's showing up uh, and, 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 (laughs) people's behind on their car payment uh, and on their house payment. uh, They ain't got no food in their house. uh, The stimulus check didn't show up. You got to be one of those people where you walk in and all that crazy stuff is going on uh, and they're trying to figure out how they're going to make it. And you got to walk in the job like this. Because, because, see, the difference is the different. Let me say that again. The difference is the different. You got to be the different before you can be the difference. So the difference is the difference. And when you're different from everybody else, you don't walk in and say, well, that's the job. You know, I, I just hate this job. You walk in like this. And everybody's looking at you, and and, and 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 they are wanting something different. So they got to see somebody who is different in the difference. And I need to tell somebody that when God prepares you, you understand this. When God prepares you, it doesn't matter who comes against you. When God prepares you, everything else can fall apart. But when God prepares you, He puts a joy down in your heart, a joy down in your soul. Praise God! He puts a slow peace, a shalom peace upon your life. There's nothing missing and there's nothing broken. It's a peace, but the past is all understanding and everybody else don't understand why. Come on, amen. And You can walk in that place and not even, not even open up your mouth or explain yourself one bit. See, sometimes it's the look on your face that says it all. Your facial expressions can say a lot. They can say a lot. In other words, God come down and he talked to Abraham and he said, Abraham, he said, it's time you and your lovely wife, Sarah, is going to go ahead and have a child. And Abraham, God heard Sarah laugh. She goes, that old man. And the Bible said that Abraham didn't laugh, but God said this, why has the countenance on your face changed? Because Abraham's like, God begins to speak and he's like, or he's (laughs) like, or he's (laughs) like. See, and that's where we have to understand sometimes is God is calling us to catch. Listen, God didn't call me to Pittsburgh. God did not say this. Roger, go to Pittsburgh, and you're going to be the biggest church in Crawford County. Now, when God told me to come to Pittsburgh you want everybody else sitting in Pittsburgh here's what they said this is the this is the worst drug capital in southeast Kansas we have more uh, methamphetamines we have more drugs and everything all over the place this place is infested and when I, I mean that's the first thing I heard the second thing I heard was well that's what we need is another church. And that's sad when people look around and they look at the church as just another church. Come on, somebody. Come on. That's why we got to be the different. Ha! In the difference. That's why God has called all you misfits just like y'all so we could be the difference in the difference. God said, I'm going to call them out of the streets. When God began to walk down through Pittsburgh, he didn't go to the biggest church or the most Pentecostal church. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. He came right down in the middle of the drug capital where everybody was at. And he's looking for a place to step in to the boat. The Bible says that he came and he saw two boats. Listen, he saw two boats. Listen, two boats. He can't get in two. He's got to choose. This is what some of you think. Well, God don't choose, honey. Listen. He had to choose which one to get in. He had to choose which one to get in and the one he chose to get in was the ones that was preparing. Come on, somebody. You wonder why God ain't moving in your life right now? Are you preparing? Are you really preparing? Are you wondering why God ain't answering your prayers? Are you really preparing? Come on, somebody. There's got to be a time in our lives where we prepare ourselves for what God is doing. He is doing more. God doesn't do it just one time and walk away. He says, I'm going to fill your cup to overflow. Some of us are running on a quarter and a half. I don't know about you, but I want to Lost when I walk I want my cup to run over then it sounds just like I got out of the deep water <laughs> I want to walk say my I, I want to walk into Walmart and just shake myself and so everything just splashes all over them I want to have an overflow come on somebody I want to have an overflow Us, us preppy coffee drinkers now Back in the old day, my grandpa used to get a saucer. Oh, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. He'd get a saucer and put it underneath that coffee cup. And he'd put that saucer down, and he'd fill that coffee cup, I mean, till it was overflowing. And he'd set it on the table, and he'd take it. He didn't pick that coffee cup up because it weighed about 10 pounds. Come on, somebody. It's one of those good coffee cups. He didn't pick that coffee cup up, but he set it on the table on the saucer, and he went. He would, listen, he would slur. I mean, he would be so hot. He would, <sighs> God, I forgot I'm on camera. <laughs> but he put a saucer underneath there because if anything overflowed, he pulled the saucer out and put it back. Right, My come God. Come on, somebody. And we got to be the different in the difference. We had to prepare. God didn't call you up out of all the mess that you're in and think, well, God just did it. He has been preparing you. Every single time that the enemy come against your life? God has prepared you. He has made you more than an overcomer. He has made you a conqueror. Come on, somebody. He has made you a conqueror. And now everything you've been through, every devil you've had to fight, every lie you had to walk out of, every person ever rejected you. I told you last week, they didn't reject you. God just told him get up and leave And the enemy lied to you and said, well, they rejected me. God said, they didn't reject you. i seen your future. I gave you an expected end. They've been using you. Somebody needs to hear this word. They've been using you. They've been abusing you. They've been lying to you. They've been taking advantage of you. Somebody hear me in this place today. And now the devil put that lie on you and told you you've been rejected. You ain't been rejected. Somebody in a Holy Ghost church begin to pray. Lord, set them free and God looked down and told them, get up and leave. Devil's lying to you. Now you're feeling rejected. God said, you ain't rejected. You're free. free. Well, Lord, why did you allow me in that mess? I'm preparing you. Well, I don't understand why I had to get divorced the first time. I'm preparing you. Well, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm in the hospital of this sickness. I'm preparing you. This is Anna. I don't know why I got this rash. God's preparing you. (laughs) And I'm bringing a doctor home with me, so hang on. (laughs) I'm preparing myself after this message. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Woo! I like having fun in Jesus listen our first <laughs> he steps fresh out of being called he's looking he's on the hunt I've got to get some men I mean, this is a ragtag motley crew if you've ever seen one. I'm telling you right now, I mean, they got they got tax collectors. They got doctors. <laughs> praise God. They got they got publicans. I mean, they got fishermen. I mean, they just got a bunch of men who's just ready. And, and, and Jesus is walking on the seashore and he walks up and the Bible says there are two boats. And he walks up and he looks and he has to choose which boat he's going to go in. And when he walks up, he looks and he finds Mine's the one that's preparing, and that's the one that Jesus stepped into. We used to sing an old song, Lord, prepare me. Whew, we don't sing that anymore. Lord, just use me. Lord, just make me. I can't sing a lick, but we used to sing in the old church. Lord, prepare me. To be a sanctuary, listen, listen, pure and holy, listen, listen, tried and true. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary, Lord, for you. If we could get them to understand, when we come to church, we prepare. You want to preach like Brother Brown? A lot of you can preach like Brother Brown. It's in you to preach like Brother Brown. But let me tell you something. Can you stand like Brother Brown? God's preparing you. Yes, you got the same call. Some of you has got greater calls on your life than even I do. And God is there there, there. there is no reason why I shouldn't sit up here in this church and preach to this many people and not have somebody that's greater than I am that would get out into the streets and it would bombard hell and win some souls into hell heaven amen, amen. but we have to prepare yes. amen. and some of your stories if you told anybody sitting next to you they would probably get up and walk away from you wow. you know what maybe they should right. amen. Come on. but when you start preparing yourself getting ready Bible said, Jesus walked up. They prepared, so he chose the boat, and he happened to choose Simon's. My second point is surrender. After you prepare, now you have to surrender. Simon said, sure. Take my boat, Lord. Everything I have, I'm gonna give to you. See, the second place you have to do. Not only is just prepare, but now you have to go into the position of surrender. And there are some of you have done a lot of prep work. <laughs> but you are really bad about surrendering. Because first of all, you don't trust nobody. Every man's already made you mad. Every woman has ever done you wrong. Every boss you ever worked for ain't been nothing but a lie and a cheat. Every pastor you ever been in church with has been a false prophet. So you've been going up all this time and the last thing that you want to do is surrender anything over to God because now you got a guard. You're going to come into church. You're going to get your Sunday clothes on. You're going to get your groove on. They're going to watch you shout. They're going to watch you sing. Let me tell you something. Praise God. Just just mark this down. Listen to me. I need to tell somebody something. Not everybody who shouts with you, speaks in tongues with you, or has a Pentecostal fit is fit for the kingdom of God that he's moving through. you got to know those that labor among you my God somebody hear me know those that labor among you and the Bible said we are to judge the fruit amen. Praise, amen. hallelujah <coughs> listen right up here look right up here we got that situation to handle right up here the devil is a lie He's a lie. Listen. Now we have to surrender. This is the part of our life where we have to let our guard down. We have to remind ourselves that God's bigger than our problem. This is the part of our lives. Well, we have to turn loose if I don't care who lied to you, I don't care who cheated on you, I don't care who wrote up a story about you, I don't care who tried to sabotage your life, somebody in this place, before you leave, you hear me right now, this is a good place and a good time to surrender everything that we are over to the Lord. Let me tell you something, because when you surrender over to him, what you say is, Lord, I'm not bigger than my problem you are. I'm not smart enough, to handle my problem, you are. There's not a banker that can get me out of this, but you can. You can take a bankrupt person in love and you can bankrupt their lives with the power of your glory because heaven cannot ever be bankrupt from the glory and the power and the love that Jesus Christ has. You hear me right now. God is moving, He is searching, and He's not only wanting you, He's not only wanting you, He's not only wanting you, only wanting you to prepare, but now He he wants you to surrender. If he can ever get you to the place of surrender, you'll finally start becoming more like him. And when you become more like him, more devils can't stand you. But there ain't nothing. That's the old home word, nothing they can do about it. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So when you can get to that place of surrender, then the more God comes into you. The Bible says this right here. If you draw nigh to me, I will draw nigh to you. Listen to me. That word nigh in the Hebrew, it means sacrifice. It means to kill with a purpose. And if you begin to sacrifice your life on a daily place and you kill those things in your life, God says, I'm moving down. Listen to me. I'm moving down and I'm going to use you. Prepare yourself. Surrender yourself. Listen to this. Listen to this. My third point is God don't mix. The Bible says, he says, I'll have you hot or cold. But if you mix those and become warm, I'll spew you right out of my mouth. Listen, he said, I'll have you hot or cold. Jesus was looking for a boat. He had, there was two boats. He chose one. Because because Peter surrendered. Peter said, "You know what? You know what? I'm gonna let. I'm not. I'm not even gonna tell you where to go. I'm not even going. I'm, I'm not. No. You can have my boat. You're not gonna. You're not gonna have to mix with alcohol. Come on, somebody. You're not gonna have to mix with my cussing fits. Come on, somebody. You're gonna have. To, you're not gonna have to mix with my pornography. I'm gonna step out of the way. I am gonna surrender and I'm gonna turn everything over to you. And I'm not gonna mix my lifestyle. Come on, somebody. I'm gonna surrender everything." I am over to you and I'm not going to mix because you don't mix so I'm going to prepare I'm going to surrender and then everything in my life that's trying to come in I'm going to step back and you're not going to have to fight pornography you're not going to have to fight drugs and alcohol and a low self-esteem spirit I'm going to step back come on somebody I'm not going to mix myself with everything that's going on I'm going to surrender and let you have it all by God stand to your feet and give the Lord a hand clap He said, There's two boats and got to get into one. Peter was preparing himself. Peter surrendered his boat and Peter said you won't have to come in here and fight against all these other little gods you can come in here and be God and you can get all the glory the Bible said Jesus sit down and he taught. and this is what he said first of all he sits down and he says push out in other words, what he's saying is, we're not like everybody else. Let's get out. Yes, amen. Amen. He begins to teach. When he gets done teaching, Jesus says, King James version, "Launch out and to the deep. Look at your neighbor. And say, neighbor, amen. get your snorkels and your floaties. <laughs> we're going deeper." He's sick and tired. of you playing it safe in the kiddie pool? You ain't got no business being saved 10 years and splashing around in the kiddie pool. Come on, somebody. It's time to go deeper. It's time to go deeper. And when you have prepared yourself and surrendered yourself, and now you ain't mixing yourself with God, now he says, let's go out ah, into the deep because out in the deep, out in the deep heart, Drug addict world out in the deep heart of the pornographic world. Come on, somebody. Out in the deep heart of the demonic spirit is where I'm gonna catch my biggest fish. Ah, uh, that's where I'm gonna catch the most. We got to quit playing it safe and go out into the deep. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, I almost shouted. I almost shouted. <laughs> You take too many laughs, I'll be taking them with you. (laughs) I'm almost 50. I got to slow down. Listen. (laughs) He says, go out into the deep. When he gets them out into the deep, Peter has already prepared his net. Listen, my dad used to take me back in southeast Oklahoma, and we used to go fishing, and he would take me to these little crawdad holes, and we would sane for crawdads and tadpoles. We'd catch beer cans and tires and shoes. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And we would sane for crawdads and tadpoles, and that would be our bait. And spring, we'd go do that. My daddy would take that net, he'd hang it up in a little covered steel that he had. And every time we'd go out, that's what we'd do. But come wintertime, when it was fishing season, my dad would clean the net. Listen to me. He didn't clean the net every time because, listen, as long as he used it, but when he's ready to prepare it. Because if you've ever had one of these nets, they will dry rot if you don't get the mud out of them. You don't get all the stuff out of them. If you hang it up and let it set too long, it will dry rot. Listen to me. A net is a connection. Every place that it moves is a connection. If there's a connection with a hole in it, then your fish is going to get out of it. Let me tell you something. Some of you, this is a word for some of you. Some of you need to prepare yourself that the connection you are with is not for you. Come on, somebody. If you don't prepare yourself in this network, if you don't prepare yourself in this lifestyle, then somebody or someone or some place or some job or some church is not in your place of connection. My God, that's a word for somebody. We got to be ready and be prepared. We got to surrender we got to go out into the deep and Peter's looking at Jesus and he's saying hey dude I just cleaned this thing I just cleaned this thing listen they didn't have the car wars or his kids (laughs) Bart's got five of them (laughs) listen It was a tedious, clean, depressed, mad. This is the last season. He's got electric bill due, his car payments due. I mean, his church needs new seats. (laughs) He He has caught nothing. He needs this last little uh, draw of money to come in and get him through the winter months. Uh, he is hes prepared. his uh, he, 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 he net. Uh, he is getting it ready. Uh, and Jesus shows up uh, and watches him. Listen to me. He watches him uh, into preparation. Uh, see, everybody else is still fishing. They're still mad. Well, you know what? We're going to catch some. I know we are. We are absolutely. I ain't giving up. And Peter comes to the place of uh, uh, preparing himself. This is a bad season. Uh, I'm going to prepare myself. Uh, my God, uh, I'm going to get focused on what's coming up I'm not going to go home and be mad at my wife and kick my kids because I had a bad day come on somebody some of you mommas and daddies need to hear this I'm not going to go to work and have somebody scream at me and come home and treat my children and my wife like that I'm gonna have them I'm gonna have a frame of mind I'm gonna go into work I'm gonna be the different in the difference I'm going to smile every way. I'm going to come home and look at my family and smile all the way. I'm going to be the same today, yesterday, and forever. My God, I'm about to shuck and buck in this place. And God says, when you prepare yourself and you surrender yourself and you don't mix yourself. Now, go to the deep. Jesus says while he's eating a Long John Silver's fish sandwich. No, that just made Billy sick. While he's eating a fish filet, throw your net out on the other side. Peter's first reaction is I'm a professional fisherman. Do you not think that I have fish every way I can tonight? Jesus just eating a sandwich. Peter says, Nevertheless, at your word, my God. Too many times. I ain't got time to go there yet. Hang on, listen. We have got to understand that when God speaks, when God speaks, your past, present, and future lines up, boom, just like that. Nevertheless, at your word, he throws the net over. The net was so full of fishes. Listen to this. Don't, don't, don't miss this part. Don't miss this part. The one boat that Jesus didn't choose had to come over. My God, my God, help me, had to come over. Jesus is walking right up in the middle, and he's saying, I choose this boat, and the one that was around you later comes in. <laughs> because some of you are sitting next to people that you got saved last year and you was drinking with them you was cussing with them and you was fighting with them and you got saved and now they're here come on somebody because Jesus got in your boat because Jesus changed you and because you started catching fish and you started doing some things now they're coming oh my God now they're coming over I need to tell somebody when you prepare yourself God's preparing you for a catch and not only a catch But those one-time friends used to be friends start following you on Facebook. They've seen your ugly cry. They thought, ooh, that's different. I've never seen them do that before. They have watched you and now because God has called you to catch now, not only are you catching, but you're filling the boat up. Yeah. And now, the other ship that didn't get chosen at the time, God's drawing them in. Yeah. And now, they're going to get some of the spoil with you because there's too much for you to handle. And God says, now give them some... Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you are, you are called to catch. catch. Chad, come to the guitar, please. Listen, I've learned over my years of preaching, it don't take an hour and a half sermon. If I can get to the point, get to the place. Anybody ever watch a movie that started off slow? The only good part of it was the last 15 minutes of it, and you're thinking, my God, this wasn't worth $9, or actually 12 dollars Listen, here's what God wants to say into your life right now today. Here's what he wants to say. You're called to catch. You're not called just to come to church and sit in church. You're called to catch. You are more than just a pew setter. You're more than just a pew warmer. You were called to catch. God's gonna ask you to do some crazy things sometimes. But prepare yourself. Because he takes the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. And the things that God is calling you to do means you can't do it. There are some things that you can do that God's just not going to do. Listen to me. I didn't get up this morning and say, okay, God, come in here and brush my teeth. He says, hang on, buddy. You can do that. God's doing the things that you cannot do. But the things that you can do and you're not doing it, You know what that means? Say, tell me, preacher. It means you're mixing. You're mixing your attitude. You're getting mad. And you say, well, they just shouldn't make me mad. Hang on. Hang on. Jesus wants to get in your boat. You can come to church till you're blue in the face. Somebody hear me. I'm just going to talk real quiet. Somebody hear me. You can come to church until you're blue in the face. But if you're still mixing, God's going to choose Simon's boat. Now, he's not going to kick you out of church. He's not going to tell you that you're not even his kid. That's a lie. But there'll be things in your life that you will never overcome and you will never accomplish because you're trying to do it in your own strength. You're telling yourself, I can beat this addiction. You're telling yourself, I can beat this generational curse. You're telling yourself, I can overcome this debt or this, this, this gambling habit. You're telling yourself, I can overcome this womanizing eyes that I have, this, 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 this eyes that, that I lust over other men with, or men womanizing over women. You're telling yourself, you can get over the pornography. Like, and Listen to me, but still yet, you have this, my God, who am I talking to? You have this inability in you that you're still willing to mix. Because you haven't stepped through surrender yet. I'm going to tell you something right now. God's called you to catch. And there are many fish, sir, ma'am, that is waiting on you to launch out into the deep. And God's going to put them in your boat. There are people that I could never catch that God's called you to catch. Some of you say, well, he's the greatest preacher in Cherokee County. Thank you. But a lot of them don't like me. God didn't listen, 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 listen. There's a lot of people I can't catch. But I can tell you this one thing. This is a promise I make to you right now. If you get them here, I guarantee you I have prepared, I have prayed, and I have fasted. That when I step on this stage, it will be a word from God. It will not be something that will tickle their ears, but it will be something that will move them into their destiny. I promise you, that's my job. If you get them here, I'll prepare myself. I'll prepare my word. I'll push myself away from the table. I will cry to God. I will pray until I lose my voice, but I'll prepare myself that when I step in this holy place of God, I'll be used to God. All you got to do is get them here. Some of us, we ain't preparing. We ain't surrendering. And we're still mixing. (coughs) Every head bowed and no one looking around. Let me just talk to you for just a minute, just real soft, just for a minute.